Let's look at this example. Evaluate negative 2 to 2, x cubed times the fifth power of x to the fourth plus 1 dx. Okay, certainly not something we're going to do just right off the top, right? We definitely need a substitution for this. So I see something in parentheses, and I see that being raised to the fifth power. So that's a very good candidate to me for u substitution. Plus, I see the derivative of the thing in the parentheses outside, the x cubed, plus or minus a coefficient that I can deal with later, outside here. So I definitely think that I want to say, let u equal x to the fourth plus 1. So then du will be 4x cubed dx. All I need to make sure of is that I have the x cubed and the dx, which I do. So I can deal with the 4, the coefficient, by just dividing both sides by 4, as usual. So I have x cubed dx equals 1 fourth du. And um, I'm going to go over to the left here. Oops, I don't want that one. I'm going to put in 1 fourth du. And then I'm going to say I've got u to the fifth power. And then I need to change my limits of integration, negative 2 to 2. So x, u is x to the fourth plus 1. So when x is my lower limit of integration, negative 2, u is negative 2 to the fourth plus 1, which is positive 16, because it's inside the parentheses, that negative, plus 1, which is 17. So I have, when x is negative 2, u is 17. Also, when x is positive 2, I have parentheses, positive 2 to the fourth power plus 1. Oh, wait a minute, that's also 17. Well, okay, let me put it in and see what happens. So I'm going to put 17 in here for u on the bottom, and 17 also on top. Now, I don't really feel like doing u to the 6 over 6 and then evaluating at 17 and multiplying by a quarter, so I'm not going to do it, okay? Can I get away with that? Actually, this time I can because this is a special integral. This is a to a. And what's the integral of a to a of f of x dx? Big fat zero. I'm done with this problem. I like these kinds of problems. We want to look for these on multiple choice tests because they can be done faster than you would think. So 17 to 17, u to the 50 u, no matter what's inside this integral, I've got the same limits of integration, top and bottom, so my integral is 0. Now, why did that happen? Do you recall in the last section, we did the integral. You're going to be so sick of this example, I'm sure. Oops, and that's not it. Integral of x cubed from negative 2 to 2. We had an odd function, origin symmetry. That's supposed to be the origin. And we went from the negative 2 to positive 2. Equal limits of integration except for the sign. When we have a function with origin symmetry, i.e. odd function, and we go from negative a to a, for example, the integral is 0 because this is the same area as the area on the right except for the opposite sign when you integrate. So they, they cancel each other out. So that suggests to me, since my original integral up here, from negative 2 to 2, uh, could have been negative 5 to 5 or negative 100,000 to 100,000, this integrand must be odd, right? 
must represent an odd function. Let's see. Remember from your last semester's class, f of x equals x cubed times the fifth power of x to the fourth plus 1. How do you check to see if something has symmetry or is even or odd? You take f of, that's right, negative x equals, I know I heard you say it, negative x plugged in for x cubed times negative x to the fourth power plus 1 to the fifth power. When you simplify that, the first part becomes negative x cubed. The second part remains x to the fourth plus 1 to the fifth power. So this part without the negative was what we started with, f of x. So we got that f of negative x equals negative f of x. And that is the definition of an odd function. And odd functions have origin symmetry. So whenever you have a function, if you happen to notice the integrand, you you might not notice it. It'll take care of itself in the u substitution. If you notice, though, that that the integrand has origin symmetry as an odd function, then that saves you a lot of work, doesn't it? So I would say skip straight to your u substitution, changing your limits of integration, and see if they end up being the same stupid number. Well, actually, it's not stupid. It saves me a lot of time. The same number tells me that my integral overall is 0. So let's look at this next example. Negative 4 to 4, 6 minus x squared dx. Now keeping in mind what we just looked at, what do you notice about this integral? If you'd like, you could draw a picture. I could ask you to draw a picture representing what that integral gives us. If I draw a picture of the integrand, that's y equals, or f of x, or g of x, equals 6 minus x squared. Okay, downward parabola, y-intercept, positive 6. We're going from negative 4, and I know it's over here because I know that the x-intercept is uh, less than 4 here. It's the square root of 6, by the way. The square root of 6 will make 0, and the square root of 6 is less than the square root of 16. So I know this is the square root of 6 right here, and this is negative square root 6, just so we don't forget everything we learned in our previous class. And so the integral actually represents this negative region, this negative region, and these two positive regions. So the integral, you may notice, I didn't draw it very well, but you can imagine because it's a parabola shifted up, a downward parabola shifted up six units, it's got symmetry with respect to the y-axis. This looks like an even function. How would you check it? If you call it, let's call it g of x, equals 6 minus x squared. g of negative x, 6 minus negative x quantity squared. When you simplify, you still have 6 minus x squared. So g of negative x still just equals g of x. So that tells you even function and y-axis symmetry. When you have y-axis symmetry, you can save yourself some work. So how do you save yourself some work? You notice that the integral from negative 4 to 4 
is the same as the integral from 0 to 4 doubled. Remember that? Um, we, we discovered it in the last section, even though technically it's taught in this section. So I can actually say 2 times the integral from 0 to 4, 6 minus x squared dx. Now when I use my u-substitution, oh, I don't need a u-substitution. What's wrong with me? I just evaluate it, right? 2, and then I have, parentheses, 6x minus x cubed over 3 from 0 to 4. Then when I plug that in, I have 24 minus 64 thirds minus 0, because each of these terms has an x, so when I plug 0 into them, I'm just going to get 0. And so I have 2 times 24 minus 64 thirds. So 20, if I want a common denominator, i got to do that. 3 times 24. 3 times 4 is 12. 3 times 2 is 6. Oh, there's that 72 again. Minus 64 over 3. So I have 2 times 8 thirds, which is 16 thirds. Now, if you'd like, I invite you to double check that that's the same thing you would get by taking the integral from negative 4 to 4 of 6 minus x squared dx. You can verify that one for yourself. Now, because we have these two special cases come up, we can actually summarize them in the following way. If f of x is odd, meaning origin symmetry, then the integral from negative a to a, f of x dx, is what? If f of x is odd, that's like x cubed, then the integral from negative a to positive a, f of x dx, is? That's our big fat 0 integral, right? Similarly, if f of x is even, Then, what would I write? The integral f of x dx, negative a to positive a, is the same thing you get by just going from 0 to a, or negative a to 0, but it's easier usually to do 0 to a, f of x dx, and then multiplying by 2. So keep these two things in mind if you ever are working on a problem that, and you want to see if you can make it any shorter than it is, especially you know on exams and things like that. If you're under a limited amount of time and your instructor wants to evaluate as much as possible of uh, what you know, then you might be given a problem like this and you want to watch for it. So let's apply it to this last example for this part here. I have an integral negative 1 to 1, 3x to the fifth, minus x squared, plus 2x, minus 8, dx. Now the first thing I notice, even if I didn't, hadn't written this myself, I would hope that the first thing I would notice is that this goes from negative 1 to 1, so negative a to a. So then I look inside and I say, do I have any, you know, even or odd functions in there? And the fact is, you might look at this and say, no, I don't, right? You've got x to the fifth, and then you have mixed in with x squared. Usually, that kind of, they kind of work against each other. But this is kind of a special problem. We have 3x to the fifth here, and 2x. And then we have negative x squared, 
a negative x. So I can actually rewrite the integral negative 1 to 1, 3x to the fifth plus 2x dx plus negative 1 to 1, negative x squared minus 8 dx. So what I did was I took the two odd terms and I put them together and made an odd function. And I took the two even terms and made an integral out of them. So now what I can do is I can say right off the bat, if I have an odd function and I'm integrating it from negative a to a, all of that is just 0. So I don't have to worry about those two terms. That's nice, right? And then I have plus the integral from negative 1 to 1. Now, can you see this is even? It might be helpful if you write it as negative integral, negative 1 to 1, x squared plus 8 dx. Just uh, rewriting that a little bit. Negative out in front, integral negative 1 to 1, positive x squared plus 8 dx. That's a parabola that opens up, shifted up 8 units. So you have something that's even, y-axis symmetry, and then multiplied by negative. That just flips it down and is now down 8 units. So it looks like that. So you have an even function going from negative 1 to 1, from negative a to a. So you can just take half of it and then double the integral at the end. So I can say plus, oops, I guess I need to say minus, right? Because I have minus the integral. So minus 2 times the integral, 0 to 1. I'm losing my pen. 0 to 1, x squared plus 8 dx. And I'm going to ask you to pause and do the rest of this and then come back. So we're going to have negative 2, 0 to 1, x squared plus 8, dx. Coming back, I have negative 2, I need a new pen, x cubed over 3, come on, Bessie, just hang on, um, plus 8x from 0 to 1. When I simplify, I have 1 third plus 8. And the nice thing about cutting that integral in half is right here. Minus 0 plus 0 is 0. That's really why I want to split that in half. I want to see that that, uh, y-axis symmetry so that I don't have to do so much arithmetic. So then I have negative 2. 24 thirds plus 1 third is 25 thirds. So I have negative 50 over 3 is my integral that I started with, with a lot less work than I would have had if I'd done it directly. So could you have done this the long way without noticing the symmetry? Absolutely. But if you do notice some special tricks, make sure, verify that you can do them, and then, by all means, take advantage of the properties of definite integrals so that you don't have so much work to do. And remember, the less busy work, also, the fewer mistakes you have uh, opportunity of making, provided you're sure that you can take these shortcuts in the first place. So homework is a place to experiment with this. So when you're going through your homework, do look for any opportunities to use these properties. And then, of course, always double check them. If you're on a test, if you have time, you might want to double check them the long way 
Um, if you have your calculator, of course, you could double check them quickly with those or check the answers in the back.